So here we are again for um, another episode of the Adelaide Entrepreneur Club podcast. And today we have Tim Beanland. Um, Tim, we met a couple of weeks ago, I think it was. Is that right, Tim? We did, yeah. It was a networking event. Uh, you guys impressed me with your um, meeting someone new every day. Uh, and, and we just got a conversation going from there. So really excited to be on your show off the back end of that. Cool. Yeah, and um, yeah, we caught up with Tim and had a great conversation. And Tim uh, has a background, or what he currently does is he actually runs his own podcasting show. So um, really, Beanland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, uh, pun off the pun off the last name Beanland. My last name's always been good for puns. Beanstalk, Jack and the Beanstalk. Uh, so I decided to lean into that with the podcast name. Uh, been talking with peak performers so we've been talking with people and, and uh, yeah that's what I ran with so. I like that yeah. <laughs> yes fantastic so yeah we just really thought we'd um, have Tim here and uh, share about his story and um, you know just another story of uh, you know very we thought it was from our perspective inspirational how someone just uh, you know takes a, a step in a direction in his life so uh, yeah thanks very much Tim yeah good to be here Sure. Just thought we'd start with, you know, before you got into podcasting, you know, what were you doing? Um, you know, what would you do when you're growing up and how did you get to that point before you got into podcasting? Yeah, great question. So I, um, I started, I guess my training is in a marketing degree. So I've always been interested in uh, what gets people's attention, what makes people take action and, and sort of consumer behavior psychology, even back to days of year 10 when I picked my subjects my uncle asked me oh, why did you choose psychology and I said well I've always been interested in what makes people tick um, so there's no surprise that after being bored with an accounting degree for a year I moved into moved into marketing um, and and from there I was I had a, a number of sales jobs I my first job when I was 18 was a telemarketer, cold caller, probably one of those annoying people you hung up with um, <laughs> listening along at home. But I was interested because, because people hung, hang up on you. Like, you've got three seconds to get someone's attention there. Um, and, and I was always interested in you know, the ways you change your voice, the different ways you pitched, even your name sometimes. So we can do, you know, I, I would change my name and say, hey, I'm David um, instead of Tim. But, but the... You know, so all throughout that, I was I was just interested in what gained attention, and um, I would also at the same time um, go and do coffee meetups with people on LinkedIn, very similar to you guys. Um, when I was, I, I would reach out to people and I would say, "Hey, I'm a marketing student. I noticed that you're the chief marketing officer of this advertising agency. I uh, would love to learn more about what you do." And, and I was very comfortable going and doing these pocketbook interviews. Uh, which turned into basically the podcast Wow! because I was walking away from these conversations and it was a few years down the track that then I, you know, I purchased a Zoom H5 recorder. Um, uh, the people listening along probably won't see what it is, but I'll show you guys for the, for the video purpose, but a Zoom H5 recorder is basically this thing here. Um, it's got two microphones on the top and then doubles as a, when you want to upgrade, you can get better microphones uh, but I just went around with this for my first 20 episodes and put that between me and my guest and, and off we went talking about peak performance and, and everything like that. So that's a yeah really quick rundown of, of, of my, my past a little bit. Um, and, and like you got, we talked on our first call, I've, I've had some um, health struggles, mental health struggles that I pushed through. But in the end, that's actually motivated me to, to get to where I am today. And um, 
yeah, it's, it's, oh. I definitely see it as a positive rather than the negative. Yeah. Yeah. So, so your, your first 20 podcasts that you did were all just recorded on that device that you just showed us, that, that Zoom recording device. Yeah, correct. I mean, something that I see a lot of people get in their way when they want to start a show is I need to buy the best equipment. I need to sound like Joe Rogan, like the first episode, right? But um, for me, it was more about speed. It was about portability and it was about ease of use. Nice. So those three things I gave, uh, luckily I had a connection. My uh, cousin's husband is a uh, audio engineer. So at their wedding, I asked him, Hey, I'm going to start his podcasts. What should I do? He grabbed my phone off me and said, you need to go and purchase a zoom H five. Um, the microphones will be just as good, but when you want to upgrade, it has that ability to plug in, you know, more professional microphones, right. which I have now. Um, but yes, very much so. Those first twenty episodes were oh. done just with the two two microphones on the top. So, how did that all start? Like that, um, what you know, when you went out and started just connecting with people on LinkedIn and having a coffee, was there a specific um, you know person you met or you read, or was it just a thought that came to you that hey, look, I'm going to use LinkedIn as a way of just you know connecting with people and having a coffee with them? Yeah, like that's a really good question. I haven't really thought about it in depth. I guess it was more um, with, with those coffees, it was reaching out to people within the marketing space that I really liked what they were doing. So I would see an advertising campaign done by um, at the um, Wyburn TBWA, for example, something that they did in ANZ. And then I'd, I'd find out who the person behind that campaign was and, and sort of go, hey, I really liked what you did there. I'm a student. I want to I learn. And I found coming across with the student angle back in those days worked really well because people, people are more than willing to help out. Um, so I guess for university students listening along, if you want to network with people in industry, find out a specific thing that they've done um, that you actually admire and, and mention it. And that goes a very long way in setting up a meeting. Same thing with my podcast these days. I, I don't come across as a student anymore, but I had, you know, when I got someone like a Jim Penman come on my podcast, I said, Hey, I've been, you know, it, I've grown up in Melbourne um, my entire life and I've seen Jim's mowing trucks all over the place. Um, it's really inspired me to see how big you've got. How would I get you on the podcast? So I feel identifying something that that person has done that you think is, is yeah. quite interesting really goes a long way in um, networking and reaching out in relationships. Cool. Yeah, so as the podcast started going, you, you went from re recording them um, you know, on a portable device and then you moved into a studio. What, what was your initial vision? How did, you, how did you think you see this was going to pan out for you? Yeah, that's, started. that's a really good question. You ask really good questions, so I must be back to you. Um, I would, the sole purpose of why I started this show was I kept walking away from conversations with lecturers, with mentors, with teachers. I went on a study program abroad where we went to Johnson & Johnson in Singapore, Google in Singapore, um, Samsung, Emirates. We spent a day in Emirates in Dubai. And consistently, I would be putting up my hand, asking questions, but I would be walking away from those conversations going, there was such wisdom in there that needs to be shared. Um, and the, the sole purpose of the show started because I 
didn't want to third hand pass on all these messages anymore. Um, I kept on doing the selfie videos, you know, walking away from conversations with mentors. And um, I realized that if I could just record these conversations instead, it would have much of a more powerful impact. So the end goal of it was always just to talk to peak performers in their field yeah. and then pass on those lessons so then other people can go on and perform at their best. So yeah. that was the end goal and um, very much still still pursuing that. Fantastic. So how do you, how do you go about, cause, so your podcast is every week? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I try, I try to do twice a week. Um, now oh. that I've, now that I've got a bank up, um, the last few weeks I've been, um, busy editing a lot of video and that kind of thing. So I've, I've put one a week out for the last two weeks, but yeah, try and do, try and do a two week schedule. And out of all the people you've met so far, I'm, I'm sure everyone's interesting, but what's the, uh, what's the most memorable or the one that stood out for you the most or what, what one yeah. you're most proud of? You're spot on. I mean, it's hard, it's hard to um, pick between all of them, and you guys would will probably have the same answer um, on the ones that, the shows that you've done. But someone like a Jim Penman again, who's grown Jim's mowing. But the memorable moment from it was in the interview. He told me every single mowing job that he went to, he was consistently thinking, "How could he get better at this job? What could he do to go that extra one percent, not ten percent, that one percent better?" 100%, right. You know, every single time. And during the interview, he even said, "Like yourself, when you go to interviews, how could you make your interview even better?" Even this, like this interview, you took a long time setting up, and like he gave me a bit of a, a bit of a jab, like going, "Hey, you know, you took a while setting up," and he was he was correct. I did. I, I took a very long time setting up. Um, I won't get into the particulars as to why, um, but but then what I did was I looked into, okay, well, if I rock up to a location that's similar to this where it was hard to set up, what can I put in place that will make it simple? Um, like, you know, like the Zoom H, H5 was very simple. I just put it on the table and off I went. But the quality, the, the quality is good, but it's not as good as, you know, a decent microphone that I'm talking into yeah. now and, and I was at gyms. Um, I then went out and I purchased lapel mics, um, which are super simple, oh. you know, just clip them on. And when I got to a location that I couldn't use my professional microphones, the setup was two minutes because I just gave the guest a lapel mic. Right, um, and off I went. So that was the learning from Jim's episode, and Jim giving me a bit of a, a bit of a nudge, going, you know, um, you need you need to speed things up. But I'm I'm grateful for that because yeah, it, yeah. It, he was saying, "How do you get one percent better?" Well, this was how I could get one percent yeah. better. So and that's interesting that even after all this time, he's still got that mindset of looking at situations and how can we make this a little bit better. Hundred percent, and and you hear it you hear it a fair bit like how do you get better every day how do you but until you actually put some of those things into practice it's yeah it's hard to see um the output of that so so definitely that was a really good one. Oh wow look um only share if you want to share but it sounds like it's a big part of your story um the struggle that you've gone through um, from a health perspective but you when we spoke to you last time, you talked about how much you've drawn from that um, with what you do. I think that would just be really good to, to touch on a bit. Yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm more than open. Um, I've actually been on an entire podcast where I'm talking about my, my manic depression or bipolar 2. Um, a lot of people think that bipolar, there's two types of bipolar. One is where you are up and down a fair bit and it takes a, a, a lot of maintenance to 
to to recover from that. Bipolar two is more classified as uh, sustained periods of depression, and then a more likelihood to go into a manic um, phase where you're you know over over heightened. And um, for me, it's yeah, it's been an interesting journey. So I. I think it was second or third year uni was my first depressive episode. I just had this overwhelming sense that something wasn't right. I'm an overly extroverted person and I love talking to people, but all of a sudden my communication went. Um, I I couldn't talk anymore and uh, motivation dropped. Then then I stopped going. Then, then everything just kind of fell apart um, to, to then stages of just being in bed and, and not being able to get up. Um, and it, it was it wasn't until I kind of it was, it was interesting because I was mentoring um, year one university students at that stage, and part of our training was uh, if you notice you know lack of lack of attendance or lack of motivation or lack of communication in any of your students, you should show them um, to to the the mental health or the the you know counselors at university and it was quite ironic that that it wasn't any students that I had to show down there. It was, it was myself. I had to take the walk down and I walked to the door and then I walked back and anyway, eventually made an appointment with, uh, with one of the doctors and it was, it was one of the best things I could do because they, they really helped me even when I had to take time off university and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've, I've lost jobs over, over depression um, because, because I haven't shown up. I've um, done all that stuff, but, the period at which I start recovering is really quite special. And um, that is where, when everything's been taken away from you, you start to realize what you actually enjoy doing. Um, I get a level of insight into myself that a lot of people don't get because there's this period of two to three weeks where you're really recovering um, and you've kind of gone back to basics and you kind of launch into into everything um, that's that's really exciting. So that's actually one of the ways the podcast started was because I jotted down that I was enjoying these conversations. I was jo- enjoying everything. Um, so it, it kind of led me to this kind of two-minute phrase of how I frame my depression and frame bipolar is, is, again, the depression gives me a level of insight, knowledge and experience and self-awareness into myself that a lot of people don't get. And then the mania side of things gives me a level of passion, energy, motivation, drive, and creativity that a lot of people can't tap into. So when I phrase it that way, um, you know, it kind of makes it seem like a very positive thing. Yeah. Um, and, and there is, there's very positive aspects to the maintenance of, of mental illness. And by no means is, is it, would I be here without help and maintenance and professional, professional advice, but um, those two things alone, you know, the ability to look back on situations and know what you enjoy doing, but also the ability to be quite creative. Um, I attribute to that. So it's, yeah, that's, that's what I'd say the, the story is all about for sure. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's always amazing to see someone lean into whatever challenge they face. And, you know, everyone has a challenge. Everyone has challenges, you know, the fact we're alive means we're going to have some challenge and, um, Whatever that is, it's just always just so good to see people that lean into that challenge because, mm-hmm. you know, as for us, as Napoleon Hill has, has said in the past, that, you know, grow through struggle. Mm-hmm. You, you, grow through, you grow through the struggles that, you, that, you will, that we all face. So. Yeah, like I, um, adversity, I, I think, is what Napoleon Hill talks yeah. about. Yeah. 
and I know what really bad feels like. So therefore I'm motivated to not go there again. Like it, even, even this last week, like I've, I've felt like I was sleeping a little bit because isolation and, you know, I'm not around people as much, but um, I can now notice it. Oh, okay. Well that's bad behavior. So I went out yesterday and I bought a basketball so I can get a reason to go outside and, and shoot, shoot right. hoops, you know, like, so putting things in place like that, even so even if I'm healthy at the moment, but I can notice some tendencies that aren't fantastic. I can put things in place. Like for me, it was purchasing a basketball <laughs> so I can be active, but it might be something different for someone else. Yeah. Um, awesome. But that adversity and knowing what the adversity feels like gives you the fuel yeah. to not go there again. Mm, yeah, it's just so great that you can share that message with people too, yeah. because you know, you don't know who's out there listening to what you're saying, then it's going to bring them some hope and, and help them with, yeah. you know, it's a good thing to go and get help. You know, I'm not the only one suffering and, and yep. it's a great message for people of hope. And yeah, yeah definitely. Like I, I was on a radio show the other day and talking about it and, and the host was like, it's amazing that you've um, said this on live radio. And I just sort of said, well, you never know who's listening. I, I don't really, I don't mind about, quote unquote outing myself or whatever because if I kind of say what I've been through then maybe someone else can relate to it and and if just one person is impacted then it's then it's definitely worth it yes and it would be good if 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 sharing this kind of story can help to remove this stigma around them Mm. because you know it's the same as any other it's the same as physical health it's all it's mind or body isn't it Definitely. So, uh, one, one goes with the other. Yeah, no, yeah. right there because what people don't understand, they're afraid of. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, so you've recently had your fiftieth show, which is amazing. Yep. So, from this point, it'll be interesting when we revisit this audio at some stage in the future, like a time capsule. Yep. Where, where do you see? Where do you see been talking, or where do you see you going from this point? What do you see as your future right now? Yeah, I 100 episodes. Um, you know, let's let's get there first. Um, that's really cool. I would, I would love to have a, a studio that's more set up for podcasting um, rather than. So at the moment, I I've got a home studio which is okay, but um, when I do podcasts with people, I I go to their offices, and it would be great to have a location um, where people come to me. Uh, that would that would be the ideal situation. I mean, um, you know, don't don't want to be big headed or anything, but it's amazing. Like you look at someone like Joe Rogan's podcast, or he was recently bought out by Spotify. But people would travel um, from other countries just to go on his show, right? So um, now now I know like he's done a thousand episodes. So I'm I'm ages off that, right? But it would be amazing to have a show that has pulling power. Yeah. Um, where people want to want to travel from Adelaide, from Queensland, from New Zealand, where, you know, to to come onto the show and come on the studio. <laughs> yeah, that that would be a really cool cool experience. Um, and also build an entire media company around this. So I'm fascinated with marketing. I'm fascinated with what gets attention. Um, already, I've moved into making podcasts for other people, um, and I've also you know moved into media production. Uh, as part of that marketing foundation and yeah so having an entire media company around bean talking um that produces not only really good videos but also produces videos for a marketing purpose rather than 
here's a beautiful picture of our uh, our resort with a drone footage and and yeah. like and that's great and there's, there's there's a place for that type of video but i'm i'm more interested in video that sells yeah. um so so that's sort of what i envision being talking to be it's not just a podcast but it's an entire media company built around it cool that's exciting yeah. and um yeah. One question I love to ask. <laughs> I think I asked you last time, but yeah. I'll ask it again. No, I'll ask it again. So what's something, apart from all that, Tim, what's something else interesting about yourself? Yeah, I, I usually tell people that I have a twin brother, um, but it's gotten to a point now that that's just giving him a big ego, that that's the special <laughs> thing. Um, <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> um, so, yeah, so many people don't know about me. Um, I, I, two, three years ago, I put up uh, a couple of YouTube videos of me playing guitar and singing, and I've done very hard to bury those on, on the internet. So, um, <laughs> uh, very much into, into music and I, I definitely need to restring my guitar. I'm planning to put it up behind me there, but, uh, yeah, okay. I guess that's one thing I've got the podcast on YouTube, but I guess if you, if you searched, super hard you could find me singing and playing guitar somewhere <laughs> online yeah look um you know but just before i guess we we wrap up like um what's you know what with this opportunity we have like this discussion here today we'll have people um i guess um entrepreneurial minded people that might listen to this that are just looking for anything that might help them so you know, from, from your perspective and where we are right now, you know, what, what would be something else you'd like to share to people that are listening to this podcast? Yeah. So we're, we're living in a, an age, especially for business owners, where content is king and content is something. Everybody hears that content is king, but, but how do I create content? Um, and it's something I'm super passionate about. The simple hack to creating a lot of content is Anytime you get asked a question, whether it be an objection, whether it be um, about your product, about your services, business owners answer stuff on a daily basis. Write that down and then eventually you'll probably get about 10 things. And guess what? That's what you can create your content around. Because if one person's asking the question, you're probably going to get 100 other people interested in this answer as well. Um, you can then, you know... Um, you can either create that in a video or you can do a podcast about it or you can do, you can write a blog about it. There's so much you can do. So I guess, yeah, because content is what gets attention and attention is what I'm interested in. That's always a big sort of tip that I give people that, you know, if you want to create content, create stuff around the questions that people are already asking you. Also, if something exciting happens, like, hmm, sorry. I know um, mortgage brokers, for example, they'll get out of meetings where they've saved someone like 20 years off their home loan, but none of them talk about it. None of them just pick up a phone and say, hey, this was the meeting that I just had. You don't need to save the person's names, but like, you know, that type of thing, creating wins around what, you know, the product that you've done, what the, the end result is. These are all things that, that people need to be right. thinking about when it comes to content, um, especially, yeah, but going back on the question thing. So that'll be one thing that, that I, and that's what I do with podcasts. Like every question that I ask the business owner, I say, you know, what's a case study when you think of it, you know, you, it makes you smile and they start smiling and then they tell me a story. So 
then I have that image and, and I, I give them that bit of footage. So um, that's, that's something that I'm super passionate about when it comes to content. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. That's great. Thank yeah. you, Tim. I, I really appreciate your sharing today. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd love to see you again in a couple of years' time and see where we both yeah. are. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just yeah, thank you very much, Tim, for sharing today. Yeah, no worries. Um, it was a pleasure being on. And look, I'll have to return the favour and have have you guys on on my podcast soon as well. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be uh, a be pleasure. Yeah. 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 Good. Thank you. Thanks, Tim. Thank you.